you're listening to Pretty Girls Talking Dirty. I'm your host, Elizabeth. My parents' idea of a sex talk was telling me, just don't. And while communication clearly wasn't our family strength, I forged for the truth anyway. Over 10 years of therapy combined with sexual and emotional exploration have led me here, to this podcast. This is Pretty Girls Talking Dirty. I am a woman who has a lot of ideas and opinions. So the idea behind this podcast was not just to release those two things into the world, but to explore all of the questions and the curiosity that comes with those aspects of my personality. When I started this podcast, I obviously hoped for the best. I thought, though, that maybe 10 people would listen to my first episode. I hadn't even fathomed the idea that hundreds of people would want to hear what I had to say. It was only a few weeks ago, but everything has changed, and not just because of COVID. Although since COVID hit America, it seems like everything has been in flux. My living situation has changed. My custody arrangement, my relationship has changed. Not all things bad, just different. But it's hard. I sometimes feel like I am in a constant state of survival. I guess that's why I didn't really think very far beyond getting my story out on another platform. It was pretty basic. Some of you know that I've been writing and blogging for a lot of years, and I never really got a whole lot of feedback besides, you know, the comment here or there, a friend who had come to me with notes or support. And I guess I thought this would be the same. The reason that I'm telling you this is because this podcast is all about me and my guest showing up to this space with transparency, honesty, and to do that, I feel like it's only fair to show not just the good parts of myself, the things that I've worked on so much that I feel confident sharing, but also the parts of myself that are ugly as well. The ugly parts of myself, the pieces that I don't necessarily want people to see. When I started diving into the work of self-exploration was around the time I was in college If you listened to my trailer, my first episode, you heard about the time I ended up in the hospital because of a suicide attempt, my first one. There were others. And after that, it was almost like I had been set on fire, like I just couldn't stop. I knew that I had to keep pushing myself. I had to look at myself and either love myself or live with who I was. And To live with who I was at that time felt like death. I felt like I would rather die than live with the way that I felt about myself in that moment. After my first episode, I received so many Facebook and Instagram messages, texts, phone calls, people reaching out and either expressing empathy and support and relating to my story or going the complete opposite way and just kind of being hurt and ashamed about the things that I shared. 
If you know me personally, or you've been following my story for any period of time, you've hopefully quickly learned that I'm not ashamed of the trauma that has encompassed my life. I come from generational abuse. It's been passed down for probably longer than my family tree is traceable, and I don't think that's that uncommon. To me, it just is who I am. It's a part of my story. It's not anything that I feel is a bad thing to share. In fact, I think it's important because like so many of you have showed me over the past few weeks, human connection revolves around similar occurrences and similar experiences. And in order to feel that validation and feel like we can have a connection, we need to share our stories and we need to reach out to each other. I am doing this because I can still physically recall the pain that I used to feel in the moments when I just felt so alone, when I didn't think there was anyone around me that wanted to hear from me. I hope that sharing empathy or honesty will help someone, even if it's just one person reading one of my shitty blogs. There have been a lot of moments where I have questioned my openness and my intentions with telling my story. I've questioned whether or not I'm doing it for selfish reasons, if it is to gain attention or the need for validation. So many people that I love and trusted have called me a victim. And not in a way that ensues compassion, but in a way that is meant to put a ding in my self-worth. It's continually made me question, am I victimizing myself? And the first component to figuring that out is, if you're questioning your own intentions and you're asking yourself, truly asking yourself, if you're making yourself a victim, it's a pretty good sign that you are not. that you're being genuine or at least attempting to be. And I think the other component of that is that there are people who are truly closed off to looking at themselves in a negative light and calling their own bullshit. That's not to say that I have never victimized myself in a situation because I totally have. However, it's not my entire identity. I am not a victim. I do also want to add that My openness definitely does have a selfish aspect to it. I've done this for my own healing, for my own benefit, to better my own life. But we need to stop looking at selfishness as a negative thing. Because sometimes in order to heal, you have to be selfish. And to be selfish is truly one of the most healthy things that you can actually do for yourself. Part of my personality revolves around the drive to feel needed. In order to feel validation, I need to feel like I am valued and helping someone or supporting them. So it's really hard for me to handle when I feel like I've hurt someone, especially if it wasn't intentional. The thing about living your story as honestly as possible and 
you know, diving into the work as they call it, the work being reliving your past trauma and attempting to heal and break the cycle through self-exploration. The thing about it is it causes you to look into a mirror. And I remember when I was a kid, I heard a story or a statistic or whatever about people who make faces into the mirror or talk and make jokes into the mirror. People who do that were found to be the funny ones. And I remember thinking, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. Who would do that? So naturally I tried it and it was so freeing. (laughs) Not only to have the freedom to do that and just let go of whatever expectation you have for yourself, but also to see yourself from a different perspective. See your face at a different angle and see the faces you make when you talk. You know, some of them are not pretty. I see wrinkles and a double chin when I laugh and expressions that resemble people that I really wish I didn't. That mirror that I looked into, though, it doesn't just reveal my own goofiness or shortcomings or strengths. It extends to other people, too. It reflects back to them, and it's something you have to tread so carefully when you do this. I've been realizing that not everybody likes to see themselves for who they are. Not everyone wants to see those flaws with complete transparency and honesty and say, yeah, okay, this is me. I'm going to own this. And if I can't own this, I'm going to change it or work on it. Not everyone wants to do that or even has the capability to do that. Aside from everything that's been happening in my life on a basic survival level over the previous weeks, this podcast has brought out so many emotions for me. I think there is a lot of power given to those who choose to use their words, their physical voice. You relinquish a sense of control over that narrative. And while you gain so much personally, you lose the ability to control the ways that others perceive your words. When you move from an internal dialogue to an outward dialogue, you're asking for feedback. And I think for me, in that moment, when I started to get all of these messages and responses, I just needed to take a step back and take a breath and realize that sometimes you have to practice your own lessons. I've spent so much time talking about being honest with yourself and taking care of your own health, but I was failing to actually listen to my own signals and signs of stress. I also needed to reassure myself that it was okay to feel overwhelmed. It was okay to feel my emotions, sadness about the past, about lost relationships. Those emotions are okay. In fact, healthy. And I just needed to revel in it and let myself feel it all without the outside world tapping at the window. Today, I got a text from Dr. Nicola Perra. She is, um, if you look her up on Instagram, the holistic psychologist. And the text said, while healing from trauma, always be aware that trauma is not your identity. I think sometimes 
I get lost in the notion of who I am versus what I've been through. And it's a it's definitely a gray area. I mean, they overlap. The things that you have been through influence who you are, but it really struck me because since I have been going through a divorce, since that happened, I have totally struggled with my identity. And I realized when I took a step back from my marriage and my family that I had completely lost who I was. I didn't even recognize myself when I looked in the mirror. Like legitimately, I looked different. When people look at pictures of me from 10 years ago, they they say like, oh my God, that's you? Like you don't even look the same. And I felt that so deeply. Like I just felt like this piece of me had been set on fire and then doused. And all that was left was just this charcoal piece that was smoking endlessly. And I couldn't breathe. I couldn't see through it. It it just was there. And it was so lifeless and ugly. But when you set things on fire, they actually tend to grow back with more life. The other part of telling a story, talking about your life, is that it involves other people and other people's stories that they might not necessarily agree with your perspective or the way that it happened. They might not like the way that they look through your lens. They may just not want people to know the things that they did. They don't want that mirror to be held up to them. They've worked so hard to keep away from it, to hide. But I've come to a point in my life that I believe that everyone has a right to their story. My family has a right to tell the story the way that they see it. The role that I played, the character that I played in their story, just as much as I have a right to my story and the way that I saw that it happened and the characters they played in my story. The only time that I have been closed off from communication with anyone in my family has been when it's been damaging to me. When I have felt that the actions of others were causing great emotional or physical harm to me, it's, you know, multifaceted. It's it's that, but it's also that they weren't willing to take those actions and look at them head on and admit what happened and that my feelings in response were valid. You know, we don't have to completely agree on the narrative, but we do have to agree that I am allowed to have my feelings and I have validation in being an emotional being. I've always felt like as long as we can talk, there's room to move forward. But not everyone wants to have a conversation. We all like to make excuses. We like to think that we did what we did for a reason and that that reason was valid. And I've started to learn that may not always be the case. Sometimes we just act on emotion. 
Sometimes we're holding on to a burden from the past. There have been moments when one of my sisters had said something to me and and it's triggered emotion from years ago. Something might even be so insignificant, but because we have so much history, it's just there. And if we never talked about it, it just doesn't go away. And that's the case for any type of relationship. I think you have to be willing to hold that mirror up to each other. The point of all of this is that in order for me to do this the way that I want to do it, I need to be transparent, not only with myself, but with my audience. And I need you to know that sometimes I'm going to drop off. Sometimes it'll be without warning. I think a lot of people in this industry are so set on the notion that you have to have everything set up and standardized and on a schedule. And (sighs) mental illness just doesn't give a fuck about your schedule. It doesn't give a fuck about that spreadsheet you took two hours to set up. It doesn't give a fuck about anything except itself. I'm face-to-face with the reality that even though I do have so many people on my side, I really truly am alone. I am raising two kids by myself. Yeah, their dad is... We share custody, but it's different. You picture your life when you're a kid, when you're a teenager, and I don't think anybody, maybe some people, but I don't think most people picture raising their children by themselves. I know I definitely didn't. It's very cliche, but when you have someone else to live for, it changes things. Your standards change for yourself and other people. You just don't have time for the bullshit. And when you're poor, there are less hours in the day. Every minute counts. You have to be constantly hustling. There were a lot of behaviors that I accepted before I had kids. And I think for two reasons... I don't accept some of those negative behaviors in my life anymore. One is because I'm just so exhausted all the time from having to be on at every moment. And also because I'm older and I've learned a few things and I've just realized what I deserve what we all deserve. The people who are giving you those behaviors, they don't deserve to be giving those behaviors or receiving those behaviors either. I think that's a common misconception. They think that you want them to have those negative behaviors too. For me, that's just not true. I think I feel sorry for them. And maybe that's where the fixer in me comes from. I just wish that they could change or they would change or they would see their behavior for what it is. But it doesn't mean that I think I'm a better person than them. It just means that I hope we can be better together and learn together. This has been Pretty Girls Talking Dirty. I'm your host, Elizabeth. 
Please join me in two weeks for the next new episode.